I'm Jason Long, and this is Queer Contemplations. That was intense. What a night. He's just left, Martin. He's just left my flat. Although, with his lingering aftershave and the warmth he left in my duvet, I can pretend, even for a little while, that he's still here. I'm back in bed. Don't judge me. It was a big night last night. First time I've been out properly since lockdown, and I wasn't planning on going out for drinks. But I didn't want it to end. For so many months it's just been me. Here, in this little flat, full of nothing but the echoes of my footsteps on the cold, uncarpeted floor. I used my time well, though, I think. Just because we were all indoors, just because we stopped using our cars and planes and ate healthier and stopped buying so much stuff, doesn't mean the climate issue has gone away. We didn't stop. Not us. We were busy, still spreading the word. Still alerting people to the cliff edge. I say we. People always talk about it, don't they? Community. I'm not sure I've ever felt a part of one. Not any community, actually. These days, I don't know my neighbours. I don't recognise the other queer people I see in bars in town. Even at work, where, well, where I used to work. They smile and ask how your weekend was, but once you've been laid off, nobody reaches out. I guess that's why I started with the rebellion stuff. The climate crisis and all that. I mean, sure, it's something I've always felt strongly about. Something I've read about and got involved in on social media. And it piqued my interest enough to want to make a change, if I could. I used to be interested in school. But I think that was just my way of highlighting that I was different. Before I knew I was queer, I knew I was different, so I'd make it obvious by bunking off football so I could sit in the library and study weather patterns. I think maybe I just wanted desperately to connect to someone. To something bigger than myself. My friends used to get annoyed as I got older. They'd say, you're never having kids, what does it matter? Maybe they were right. I don't know. They all vanished too, during lockdown. No calls, no Zooms. So, I saw this event happening in Cardiff. A march. Well, a protest. And I thought, sure, why not? I can go. I've got nothing to lose. I've got my reusable mask. I can head down there and show my face and make a stand for something I believe in. Took me days to build up to feeling ready to leave the house. It wasn't just the fear of getting sick. Just being around people again for the first time in so long, it made me nervous. I had a full-blown panic attack when I arrived. I got the bus from my flat, it was raining, and half of me just wanted to go home and curl up on the sofa and stare at my phone. But I thought, Bill, you've been doing that for months. So I kept going. It was busy. So busy. Remember, I hadn't talked to anyone but my mum for months, so suddenly being in a crowd of a thousand people made me feel sick. Then I started to feel self-conscious, like maybe I was blushing or sweating or something. I got the mask, it's a rainbow mask, for my birthday. My mum thought it was funny, 
and I couldn't turn up with a disposable mask, which everyone knows would be sitting on the seabed in 50 years. I closed my eyes, steadied my breathing, and pretended I was at pride. If I were at pride, I thought, nobody could tell me that I didn't belong. Nobody would check my credentials and quiz me on what I did or didn't know. Not that they did, but it was a genuine worry. That's it. I think I felt unqualified. I wanted to feel anonymous. I wanted the comfort of being hidden away at home while still being out and about. But that's easier said than done with a rainbow covering half your face. I stayed on the fringes. I watched as other people met and got to know each other and connected instantly over their shared passion. And I wished more than anything that I could be like that. I joined in with the chance, but I kept myself to myself until this guy, Martin, thrust this placard into my hand, painted with an upside-down rainbow, the words, No Pride in a Dying Planet, splashed across it. Cute, right? So I forgot myself. I forgot my neuroses and I joined in with him, like it was nothing, like we'd been friends for ages. I crept like a social panther into his group of three or four friends, so I stopped looking like I had turned up on my own and started looking like I was part of a tiny little something in this sea of like-minded people. We got on well, so yeah, when he invited me for a drink, despite my anxiety screaming at me to go home, I went. Of course I went. I went and I drank too much. We started with shots, and that was the problem. My body had forgotten how to handle excessive booze, so it all just went to my head. I suppose it was the added courage that prompted me to ask Martin to come home with me. I never do that. I mean, I've never done that before. I don't know whether my confidence had been boosted by pushing myself to go out, or whether it was just me thinking with my dick, but... Anyway, he said yes... Wait, no, no, he didn't. He didn't say anything. He took my hand and glanced at the door like he wanted me to lead him back to mine, so I... I did. I asked if he wanted to spend the day together, but he said he needed to go home to sort out some stuff. I must have looked disappointed because he quickly added that we could go hang out later. He said he'd give me a call and we could go for a coffee or a drink or something. I should get up, really. Maybe go for a run, sweat out some of the alcohol, have a shower, and make myself look half decent if I'm going to see him again. If he calls, I'm going to take him to this little place in town. It's a cafe that does good coffee and avocado toast. I want to ask him about himself. He's intrigued me. He was so masterful in the way he led his friends during the protest, and he wasn't ashamed to hold his rainbow up high to show he was proud of who he was. Masterful in the bedroom, too. <laughs> Sorry, too much information, probably. But still, I want to know what makes a person like that. What goes on in their head to fill them with such self-assurance? If I could just have a pinch of what he has, I feel like I'd be a better person. I wonder what it's like to not be so neurotic and live life feeling that you belong everywhere you go. For the longest time, I've felt like I don't belong in the world. After the coffee, I'm going to take him to the cinema, I think. There's this documentary on about fish. 
I bet he'd be interested. We'd have to go for dinner after that, right? I mean, we'd be hungry, I guess. He can stay here again tonight, and I don't mind. I've even got a spare set of towels he can use, and we're the same size, so he can borrow some of my clothes. That's fine. There's another cafe in town for tomorrow morning. I couldn't decide which one to take him to today, but I guess it doesn't matter. We've got plenty of time to try them all. I've been researching eco-friendly holidays recently. I've been following this UK-based gay travel blog. There are so many cool-looking holiday spots in this country that I've been dying to go to. But it's not that much fun, is it? On your own? I like to be romantic in relationships. It's too easy to take things for granted when you settle down. We'd have to get a bigger place, wouldn't we? This flat is nice enough just for me, but with two of us, it might get a little cramped. I wonder what he does for a living. Maybe he's got his own place? But if he wants me to move in with him, he better be quick. My tenancy agreement runs out in May. I'd better just take my Insta and Twitter profiles off private. I've just realised that we didn't exchange numbers, so he'll have to find me on there to arrange this afternoon. I wonder if he's bossy. I mean, extroverts usually are, aren't they? I wouldn't mind, though. I don't mind assertiveness. I just don't like rudeness. Oh, God. He's not going to message me, is he? What if I'm lying here all day long, staring at my phone, waiting for him to message me? Now I don't want to get up. I don't want to get ready. If I get up and make myself look decent, it'll be so much worse later when he doesn't get in touch. If I stay in my pyjamas, I can pretend like it was a choice. Did I do something wrong, I wonder? Did I say something wrong? No, I don't think so. I think the problem is I didn't say enough. He probably thinks I'm vacant. Truth is, though, I was awestruck by him. He's so sorted and confident. I just wanted to revel in his presence. I didn't, in the few hours we spent together before going to bed, have that much to offer him. And he knows it, doesn't he? What if this is just me now, sitting here alone in my flat, every day, no job, no friends, no boyfriend? I'm... I'm not sure I have the motivation to change my life. To build it up again after everything. I'm... I'm not sure I can do that. That'll be the reality though, won't it? If he doesn't get in touch, that'll be me. An island once more. I guess I could hope that I'd meet someone else at the next protest, but I'm not sure anyone would compare to him. I've never met someone before who I'm certain will help me to improve my life the way he will. Who needs friends, anyway? Who needs a boyfriend? I've done well enough without anybody else for long enough. I've managed to feed myself and clothe myself and... I've got out of bed every day and kept my flat relatively tidy. I'll find a new job eventually. Maybe I'm just pitying myself with this hangover. That's it, I think. He's not going to get in touch, but you know what? Maybe that's his loss. This episode of Queer Contemplations was written by me, Jason Long, and performed by Joel Reese. 
queer contemplation they'll be back in the new year. We'll see you then. Oh,